everyone, and welcome to Minute 83 of Move Your Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Travis Bow of Real Comic Heroes Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Travis. Hello there. Thank you. So uh, hopefully uh, you're, you're ready for a minute of silence, where we're just going to hear music in the background. You know, music in your head. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So minute eighty-three begins with Dell looking sad on the platform and ends with Neil laughing. So this is actually the first episode in or the first minute in this entire movie where there is no dialogue whatsoever. There's nothing. We we came close when he was storming across the uh the the runway. Yeah. There were there was there was just a few lines there, but this one is there's nothing. It's complete silence. And basically the way that we ended things yesterday, Neil got on the train and pulled away and Dell was a little sad. And today we get to see, we start off with a shot of Dell who looks even sadder as that train continues to, to chug along. You know, they, 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 they show us a great shot of, of his face where he really looks like he's on the verge of crying. You know, he's, he, he generally, genuinely now misses his friend even though he just saw him a minute ago or actually we now know this less than a minute he saw his friend 20 seconds ago or whatever yeah. it is you know and then the, the then they they move to a shot of neil on the train who looks like he's very deep in thought you know and then he uh you know he he starts running his hands back and forth and moving his hands back and forth. He's, he's moving his head. Sorry. Then he's moving his head back and forth, you know, looking in both directions, you know, he starts smiling and then we, we start getting a little bit of music, you know, which, you know, we all, we all wish we had background music in life. You know, you're <laughs> sitting on the train that's completely deserted and you, you get, uh, you know, uh, a, a little bit of, of eighties music in the background. Yeah. yeah. So it works well the the way that they they play this music here. You know, it it, think, it adds to the emotion. Yeah, I think when he is moving his head around side to side and looks like he's trying to kind of stretch his neck muscles out a little bit, it it feels to me, and especially because it's coming right after him parting ways with Dell, it's almost like there's a he's going through the symptoms of regret. And he's just trying to move his his body in any way to just kind of distract himself. Like I, I think I've done this. If I'm in regret and I'm not comfortable, it's you know just if I'm I trying to articulate what I'm you know I've I've been in in situations or I've had moments like this. If if there is something where you maybe made maybe didn't handle the situation the best way or you're leaving something that you maybe you should have stuck around i've kind of done this where you're you're by yourself you get in the car and you're just you're just kind of uncomfortable maybe i should have done something else maybe i should have done things yeah different. yeah no yeah okay that that makes sense and and then you you probably have your own background music for that you know? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we, we get a shot of, of Dell gathering up his luggage again, and you see him like pulling his trunk. I, it always makes me wonder the fact that why is he traveling around with this trunk if it's so difficult for him to lug it around everywhere? Yeah. You know, just that doesn't make sense to me. And then it, it quickly goes back to Neil. You know, he, he, you know, he tries to look at his watch and then realizes he doesn't have a watch. <laughs> and then he like smiles to himself. And, oh, sorry, he smirks first and then he smiles to himself about the whole thing. And then we get to see, I, I guess you can call them fantasy shots. Right. You know, we, we see him first, he gets to see his daughter, Marty. You know, she's dressed up ready for, for Thanksgiving dinner. And then we get a shot of his son, Neil Jr., who's, you know, smiling at him and standing by the, the stairs and stuff like that. And then we get a shot of his young son, Seth, also smiling at the table. You know, he's got like these these uh, fake Lego blocks, you know, stacked up uh, there next to him. And then we get to see Neil again. And he, it, it seems if he's like smiling back at them, you know, he's, he's dreaming about them and he's dreaming of their smiles. And he's, he's saying, wow, this is going to be great when I get home in a little while and everyone's going to be there and they're going to smile at me and I'm going to smile back at them. And we're going to have so much fun, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, we, we, we see a shot of hands firmly or, take, or taking a freshly baked cherry pie out of the oven. And then we, we see a large turkey that is being like brushed and with basted and it's like glistening. You know, he, he's basically has his, his mouth starts watering, I guess, by thinking of this. You know, he, he's left all this stuff for his wife to take care of, you know, but, but she's going to do the best job possible. You know, and you see that like this turkey has stuffing is overflowing out of it. There's like so, I, I wonder if they used a real turkey for that shot or was it just a fake turkey? to make it look as tasty as possible. Yeah. It looks too perfect. Yeah, exactly. Now, do you, it's, it's really funny. I've done, this is our 83rd minute doing this and I've never really talked about Thanksgiving, mm. you know? So <laughs> this yeah. is actually the perfect shot to talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. So what, what do you know about the, the origin of Thanksgiving? Um, you know, I, I it's, uh, what you what you're taught in school it's like the pilgrims and indians sat down for a, a meal came together and and this celebration I, I don't know how much that's true uh you know so yeah i right. guess so i've never so, really yeah. aside from uh, grade school i've never really looked into thanksgiving and what it's the history of it i guess right exactly okay so uh, the same thing with me I mean, I, you know, learned all about the pilgrims and, and that's why, uh, Adam's family values is amazing when they show, you know, the, the little play as to oh. what really happened at the first Thanksgiving, you know, they, 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 they do a great job there with the, with the way they do that. But so basically the, according to what I found out, the research that I did, the, the real story is, is that, you know, for the harvest festival, they actually had a big meal you know, between the pilgrims and the Indians when they basically had um, a, a large meal together in order to welcome one another. And, and then they were basically the pilgrims were introduced to all these, these new kind of food, these new kinds of food in America. You know, right. for instance, Turkey, Turkey was indigenous to America. You know, people in, in, in Europe, they, they obviously knew about chicken, but they didn't know about Turkey beforehand. 
So, you know, like in for Thanksgiving, so people usually eat uh, turkey, potatoes, um, stuffing, squash, corn, green beans, cranberries, so usually usually cranberry sauce and uh, pumpkin pie. Those are the, the main things that people usually will, will eat at Thanksgiving. So it's it's now a federal holiday, but it wasn't always that way. In 1789, when George Washington was president, he actually uh, requested of Congress that they have this this uh, little holiday known as Thanksgiving. Okay, and over the 233 years since then, it has been on and off. It wasn't always celebrated as a holiday. So Washington, you know, celebrated it when when Jefferson became president, he chose not to observe it. And most presidents up until Lincoln did not celebrate Thanksgiving. Lincoln was the first one in 1863. He proclaimed it a national day of Thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent father who dwelleth in the heavens. So it doesn't even, it's not even connected to the harvest yeah. or anything like that. It's, he, he's making it more of a religious type of holiday. Right. And did the, did the date float around? Was it always yes. meant to be? Yes. Well, this is, it was always November. Okay? okay. Lincoln declared it that it will be the last Thursday in November. Mm. Okay. Then in 1870, when uh, Grant was president, he signed it into law. They, they had the Holidays Act, and it made Thanksgiving a yearly appointed federal holiday only in Washington, D.C. Okay. In 1885, Congress then made Thanksgiving and other federal holidays a paid holiday for all federal workers in the U.S. And then when Roosevelt, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, became president, so he actually changed it to one week earlier. And in between 1939 and 1941, and there was a lot of controversy because people still wanted to have it, uh, you know, later on. Sure. So they actually, in 1942, Congress made an act that was uh, a law that was signed by FDR that it would be the permanent day for Thanksgiving is the fourth Thursday in November. And it, that it no longer is something that the president has as his own discretion to decide whether we will be celebrating it or not. Okay. So just a few other little tidbits about Thanksgiving, which I found very fascinating, that Americans apparently eat more food on Thanksgiving than on any other day of the year because of the, the large amount of, of food that people have at their Thanksgiving dinner. Right. You know, any other type of, of days, this is the one you're going to have a uh, thing. And <laughs> studies show that, that if you have participants that have different political uh, leanings, that those Thanksgiving dinners tend to be shorter than others, <laughs> which, yeah. which I don't think you need a, a scientific study of that. I think that that's pretty much a given yeah. for that type of thing. So do you know what days it can fall out on? What's that? What, what, are, oh. what are the dates that Thanksgiving can fall out on. Um, I know I, I always tend to think of Thanksgiving as being like on the 26th. I don't know why I think that's that is also my my grandmother's birthday. And so there were a few years where they both happened on the same day. So that's just when where my mind tends to cement it in, I, even okay. though I know that it floats around. Right. So 
the 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 truth is it's it can fall between November 22nd and the 28th. Okay. Yeah. Because it's not only the fourth Thursday in in November, it is also the it, it is the Thursday preceding the last Saturday of November. Which is why it cannot fall out on the 29th or on the 30th. Okay. And if it falls out on the 22nd or the 23rd, then it's actually not the last Thursday in November, but it's the, it's the, the fourth. Uh, penultimate right. Thursday in November. So, yeah, I found that, found that to be a little interesting yeah. to, uh, to finally talk about Thanksgiving after 83 episodes. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your favorite food on Thanksgiving? Turkey. Yeah. 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a turkey. Man. Okay. I like a, I like stuffing. I love a green bean casserole. I love uh, we do a lot of roasted uh, roasted Brussels sprouts for uh, Thanksgiving. So, so you're a veggie man. I mean, <laughs> typically no. I, I love uh, I, I don't love turkey as as a meat. And usually the only other meat you get with with Thanksgiving is ham, which is also fine, but it's just it's ham, you know. I, uh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't uh, know. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I've yeah, had... you could say ah, Jews Jews don't eat well. Sure. Jews like me don't eat ham, so right. But if it's tasty for you, then that's fine by me. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and turkey. I mean, it's also fine. You know. Right. No, the problem that most people have with turkey is that sometimes uh, it can be a little dry. Yeah. So that's why you have to have it. That's what ketchup's for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> on turkey. <laughs> on on everything. Yikes. Um, yeah, we started. I put, uh, I put ketchup on any type of meat. No, I don't okay. Mind. Yeah, fair enough. On, on French fries, on potatoes, and you know, those yeah. type. You don't have to be in a fast food restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> For me, ketchup is a staple. How's that? <laughs> and and then we continue with this montage of of other uh, festive shots. We get to see a, a candle being lit. And they do really – it's really cool the way that they, they shot the candle, the, the flame expanding. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it looks like it's in slow motion, but it's not in slow motion. You know, the way that it just, like, grows real quickly like that. And uh, then we get uh, another shot of Neil uh, smiling and smirking to himself along the way, which, which is pretty funny because, like, when I'm reminiscing about things, I don't think I'm, like, smiling if I'm in public like that. I, I wouldn't think I am. I wonder, yeah, I wondered about that. I, I, I don't think I am. And then we, we get a shot of Neil's wife, Susan, uh, sitting at the table, you know, dressed in her, uh, uh, I guess, Thursday best. <laughs> and then we get a shot of Neil at the table looking, at, looking over at her. And what's interesting is when you see Neil looking at her, did you notice that behind Neil on the counter is actually the turkey? It's not on the table. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they're they're saying grace or something like that. I don't know. You know, well, I've I've we've definitely had Thanksgiving dinners where some of the food the food just stays on another on a counter on another table. Yeah, but you it's know. not cut yet. It's not always it's not. They, they haven't they haven't begun carving it yet. Right. Yeah, I guess that is interesting that they're seated and like this, yeah. but. And we see then Neil is in this uh, striped button-down shirt, you know, 
And then once again, we get another shot of Neil smiling. I think you could probably say that, that this minute is Neil smiling to himself. You know, there's, there's a lot of shots yeah. of Neil smiling to himself. <laughs> and and then he starts reminiscing about things with Dell. So we get a shot of, you know, back from the, the first motel where Dell is kissing Neil's ear. <laughs> so, I mean, first of all, I think it's funny that he's reminiscing about something not from his own perspective. Yeah. You know, the fact that we, the, the, uh... of, of all the other shots that we just saw, you know, he's looking at his loved ones. You know, it's all from right. his perspective, except for him. You know, the shot of him where his wife is looking at him. But up until that this point, it's just his perspective. And then now we get his, his, I guess, memories from, from in a third person. <laughs> yeah. Um, did they use the exact yes. same shot? It looks, it looks to me, it looks around? to me like the exact same shot. I, 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 okay. I checked if it. For some reason, like. You, you thought it's different? Like, only because it feels like a, a brighter scene this time around. And I don't remember the, like, two kisses on the ear. Yeah, no, there were definitely two kisses on the ear. Okay. That, okay. Then it's probably just my memory just. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's what I recall, at least, you know. And then okay. we, we, we see another shot of Neil laughing out loud. I guess thankfully again no one is on the, the, the no one's on the train with him. And then he puts his hand to his face, you know, as he's yeah. laughing and stuff like that. And then once again we, we get another shot of Dell and Neil laughing about the, the burning car. So once again, a you know, a third person shot from outside, not from Neil's perspective of what's going on. And then once again, we're back to Neil laughing again. <laughs> and this time he's laughing even, it looks like he's laughing even louder than before. And and that's pretty much how this minute ends. We, we just get a shot of him, you know, laughing the whole time, which it's fun to see. It's interesting. So do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? Yeah, the one of the things I noticed, and I'm curious if the script goes into any of this throughout the movie or if if there are you know two hours of of unused footage, if there was more to uh Neil and his wife's relationship there is a lot because more. the shot that okay, because the shot of her and throughout this movie, she seems so sad and so melancholy, and I get that like she's concerned that her husband isn't going to make it home for the holiday. But I see this and this is like his fantasy, his like projection of what is going, what's waiting for him at home and his like ultimate fantasy here. His wife doesn't even seem that happy. <laughs> I mean, she, I just, I see her face and it just seems, she seems so, uh, it, like I said, it's so sad, and it just throughout the movie, I feel like there is a lot of weight riding on him getting home to this holiday. Like if he doesn't make it home, I, I feel like maybe their relationship is doomed. Wow, you know, that's, that's just that's amazing insight. You know, just just that's seeing, an amazing insight. Just seeing her character, you know, and I, I like. I don't know the actress from anything. I, I think she plays it well. I just feel like there's a lot. A lot going on in the background there that we don't get here, um, and yeah, maybe I'm reading. No, not at all. That's my point. Feel like that, that's why this is amazing. 
So Travis, in, in the real, in the original script, there is an entire subplot that is cut out where the two of them are in a fight the entire time. Okay. okay. Every time that he talks to her on the phone, she's ends up yelling at him, misunderstands everything and ends up hanging up the phone on him. She thinks he's having an affair okay. with someone and that he's just lying about meeting this guy named Dell. So, okay. And she at one point says that that uh, you know, he's going to come home for Thanksgiving and then Friday morning I'm grabbing the kids and I'm out of here. Wow. Yeah, it it okay. reached that point where she really doesn't believe him and stuff like that, which gotcha. which I'm very glad that they cut this out because I think it would have been just too much. You know, but but it's interesting that yeah. you're able to pick up on that because they, they she's very sparsely used in the movie, partially, I guess, because most of the scenes, she's angry in them. And these scenes that they right. show her in, she's not angry, but she's not happy either. Yeah. Okay. No, that – I feel justified in my uh... – in the way I yeah. read the, the scenes with her and this moment, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you definitely read that one perfectly. Good job, Travis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also noted the uh, the music in this minute feels very Phil Collins. Yes. Like it just in in the sound, just the, the sound quality, the, or not quality, but just feels like it's going to be, you know, a Phil Collins song. You, you've never heard the song before? So. Um. I, I may have. I, I'm not sure what song it is. Ah, it's every time you go away. Hmm. It's um. It didn't. It's by it's by it Daryl Hall. So okay. You know. It didn't. I didn't recognize it on its own. Right. Well, because here when you get the instrumental, you know the the, the music yeah. the, the words haven't begun yet. So yeah. So one of the things that we, we discuss every day is the differences and discrepancies in the, the original script and what we get to see on screen. And the truth is, this doesn't appear at all in the script. It's not here. The, they changed the ending of the movie, which I won't let people in on that right right now. We'll, it'll have to, to hold out another uh, 10 days to, to, to hear the, the various changes that they, they made, but once they decided to make this new ending, so John Hughes and the editor, Paul Hirsch, decided to make this montage. The montage wasn't originally there, and they took it from different uh, shots that they had filmed, because I they do, in the original ending, there really is a Thanksgiving dinner, so they cut some of those shots of okay. the, the family from there. And apparently they found footage of Steve Martin when they were in between takes and he was making these faces and, and laughing and smiling and stuff like that. And they were able to intercut that in. Wow. Yes. They basically, what, what I found is, is that Martin is only daydreaming or thinking about his lines in the next scene. But Hughes remarked that Mark, Martin had a beautiful expression in those unguarded moments. So that that that's really amazing that they were able to to take it. Now, even if he's thinking about, you know, I I, I don't know if I'm thinking if I, I'm I'm not an actor, I'll never be an actor. But if I'm or if if I'm at work or whatever, and I'm thinking about something, I'm not gonna be sitting there and laughing out loud. Yeah, or t touching my face as like an all exactly. Shots. So I, I think know, that was a silly silly moment. I, yeah. I have a feeling that it's a combination. 
I don't think it's completely yeah. just, you know, found footage, I guess you can say. It could be inspired by real moments, and they were like, hey, we noticed you doing this. Now let's shoot that for right. real. That could be. So it could be something like that. That definitely could be. All right. So every Wednesday we, we do a segment called Hughes Hunt Day, where my guests will give their top five John Hughes films. So what have you got for us today, Travis? And these are directed Whatever by? Whatever you want. Okay. I, I, okay. I leave that Good. up to you because was... there, there aren't that many directed by. Right. Yeah. I, I managed to eke out a top five directed by out of his eight that he directed, but I also wrote down a list of you know, my top five, you know, written by, produced by, directed by, what have you. So so that list is as follows. Uh, number five, I have Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, number four, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number three is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Number two is Home Alone. And number one is The Breakfast Club. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. So every yeah. we have another segment, which we do called Off the Beaten Track, where either myself or my guest will give a story about an adventure or misadventure that, that one of us have, have had throughout the course, the journey of life. So, uh, Travis, you got another one for us? I do. I have one more. Um, and uh... Well, maybe by the end of the week, you'll think of another one. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so this goes back to uh, uh, Monday, August 26th, 1985, and I was two years old, and I was involved in a train accident. Ooh. So there was – the train was, was an Amtrak train going from Chicago to New York, so kind of a reverse of, of this movie's uh, journey, but – uh, you know, um, there was a, a steel truck. It was in Ohio, uh, in Mansfield, Ohio. There was a steel truck that was stalled on the track, and the train just slammed into it. It uh, apparently derailed the train, but it didn't. No cars flipped or rolled over. It just, I guess, technically derailed. Um, Fifty-two people were injured, apparently, and. The one passenger of note was uh, Pearl Bailey, and she was a, a jazz and Travis singer. Bow. Yeah, yeah, and future podcaster Travis Bow. Um, nice. She was a, a, a jazz singer. She appeared in some movies. I think one of her big. Uh, I've heard that name. Yeah, she did uh, St. Louis Blues, and. I know her mostly as the voice of uh, the owl, uh, Big Mama from uh, uh, the Fox and the Hound. Mm, she, okay. she voiced that character, but apparently, uh, and that you know, she was, you know, in, in on the train, her and her husband, and she was helping passengers. Like uh, at one point, I, I read that she got on the like a loudspeaker and was just trying to calm people down. Um, I read that she at one point was helping, like physically helping people, you know, get off the train. And like the way I always was told this story uh, from my parents, it was just me, my mom and my sister. My sister is four years older. 
And so my mom was getting getting her kind of off the train and she needed help. And I was I've always been told that Pearl Bailey carried me off the train or helped Ooh. get me off the train, you know. So I don't know. And this is a story that I haven't really asked my parents about this since I was probably a young teenager. So, you know, my details of it are very fuzzy and what I know just because I only know what I was told. And, you know, uh, I, I haven't really looked into it much, but you can find uh, some articles about it. If you if you just search uh, Amtrak and Pearl Bailey, you'll find a couple of like newspaper, old newspaper articles about it so but yeah um i don't know how many of your your uh guests have a, a train wreck story but there, there's one no okay well they, we, we, I, I always knew you were unique travis <laughs> <laughs> and you're continuing with that that's great <laughs> all right do you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you um you can find me on Oh, let's say on Instagram at Tebow Baggins. Okay, great. That's it. And all right. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah. And while you're doing that, you can go re review and subscribe to any podcast you might be using to listen to this show. You can find me very simply just by doing a quick search for a movie or a minute. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Or you can go to our website. So until tomorrow, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs>